star so bright Pull your hat down, make sure your cinch is tight Horse is kinda snuffy, cold chill up your spine Go get your ass, moving somewhere burning Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Happy Monday. Hope the weekend has treated you okay. And um, I appreciate the handful of people that reached out and um, and they were asking me about, you know, the, the weather, the, this hurricane, West Coast hurricane which is, um, I'll give the, the climate changers um, credit on this one. I, it's not one that I'm, um, I don't recall a whole lot uh, of tropical storms slash hurricanes out here on, on the West Coast, but uh, I'm doing fine. I am, uh, if I knew how to do it on Facebook, um, I would mark myself safe from Hurricane Hillary. Um, for now, I've said a lot of disparaging things against the, the Clintons in jest and uh, among other things. So, may not be out of the, the woods just yet, but uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm doing okay. And um, it was, it's funny the, the amount of attention that this hurricane has gotten. I guess it did kill somebody down in Mexico, down on the Baja trip and it washed a, washed a car away or something. Um, but boy, it's been a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of kind of like, uh, panic, I guess. So this is NBC news. Um, Hmm. Live updates. Storm slams California with flash floods. Uh, the first tropical storm to hit Southern California in 84 years. Um, so it's not the first. It just doesn't happen very often. And also, they had a, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake yesterday, like right as the... Well, it got downgraded from hurricane to tropical storm. And, um, but we've been on edge all, all weekend. Uh, Los Angeles fire department chief said today that there has not been reports of significant injuries due to the storm. Newsom declared a state of emergency. So did Joe Lombardo here in, uh, in Nevada. Um, cautiously optimistic that damage from tropical storm Hillary will be minimal. Um, it's really funny because when you were looking at the forecast uh, of what, how much it was supposed to rain, there was like one little strip, and I'm guessing it's like the Palm Springs area where they thought maybe they could get as, as much as 10 inches of rain, which is a lot. Um, also not unheard of. Uh, Hereford, Texas had 10 inches of rain in a couple hours here uh, earlier this spring. And I you may have seen some videos on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook or whatever of a bunch of Bramer steers um, essentially 
up the feedlot gate because uh, the water was so deep. So water is a very powerful, powerful element. Um, from perspective, we're at the here. Uh, so this is the, the sheriff, Robert Luna. I believe from what we see now, and I'm cautiously optimistic, as I've said, that our team did very well, adding that authorities are still evaluating the extent of possible or potential damages. From our perspective, we're at the tail end of the storm, uh, noting that rain, significant rainfall, flooding, and wind occurred overnight. Um, and so now it's, it's moving up uh, my way. We had about an inch of rain last night. We've had, I mean, we've had a pretty good amount of rain, but it's been nice. Ooh. Excuse me, but um, we've had about a close to an inch and a half of rain in the last well since like Friday night, but it's been like nice, steady, slow, soaking in rain, knock the dust down, knock the heat down. Um, no flooding yet. Uh, um, said there were no injuries, very little damage resulting in the earthquake. Uh, Palm Springs has declared a local state of emergency. And, um, so this is, um, and no spot the water goes to, so it. Honestly, not much to, to really be concerned about. <clears throat> um, 18,000 people without power. Um, that's not bad considering it's Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> 18,000 at 1.41,000 out of uh, 1.5 million. Um, trying to find the the number that they actually got. I, I believe, so there was a, there was this headline that, I wasn't a headline, I guess an article. The headline was, Death Valley receives triple, triple the amount of rainfall that it normally gets in August uh, in three hours. And that sounds kind of like an amount, um, if you will. Excuse me. And, yeah, it sounds like an alarming a lot, uh, amount, a lot of, of water in a, in a short amount of time. But when you looked at the numbers, average rainfall for Death Valley in August is about two-tenths, 0.21 inches of rain. And they got 0.63 tenths of, uh, or hundredths of rain, 0.63 inches. 6300s exactly three times the the monthly amount but yet still significantly less than an inch of rain so i mean while it's a it's kind of a neat statistic for death valley which is i believe it's the sonoran desert um either way it legit desert 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 not high desert just like regular ass old desert sand and all that, um, <clears throat> all that nonsense. So, um, less than an inch of rain made headlines for Death Valley, which is 
<clears throat> seems a bit overblown in my humble opinion. But uh, I believe LA, LA proper uh, received about two and a half inches of rain, which that's a pretty good amount for sure. And in a city that's probably not set up for a whole lot of rain. Um, um, yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure shit got a little bit messy. But it is nothing like, say, the Mississippi River flooding. Um, in any of those cities there on the, on the banks of the, the Mississippi or the, the Missouri or any, any big river when it, when it really decides to flood. Um, that's when shit gets dangerous. Uh, I don't know. This it's kind of a continuing trend, um, over the past several years to just really overblow some weather conditions to just like really, to really, uh, hype up how extreme and whatnot it is. And, then, of course, it always leads back to making you feel guilty about um, climate change and, and whatnot. So, uh, and your your typical deals, you know, we gotta we gotta point out uh, carbon emissions, we gotta point out um, methane emissions from cattle, and uh, then you have all these uh, countries around the world, including on our northern doorstep, uh, Canada, Netherlands, uh, Ireland, like trying to just do away with their entire ag sector which don't get me wrong they could all probably be reformed even even here in the where we got we got the the most subsidized sector of the the economy outside of the political sector um but farmers receive a ton of subsidies ton of subsidies and they're still Unless they're you know, like a big giant corporation, they're having a hard time making making a go of it. And um, but put that aside, like that's the sector of the economy that feeds the rest of the economy, and not just ours, but around the world. And they're, <laughs> I mean, like in in Ireland, their their solution our proposed solution is to just slaughter a bunch of dairy cows. Uh, and then I guess you get, you get to drink cricket milk or something. I, I don't, I don't know exactly what the, the plan is there. Um, mostly bugs, I think bugs and fake meat, which I, I don't know the, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the, the ecological environmental impact of raising, uh, enough crickets and bugs in an industrial setting to to replace uh meat production i i don't i don't know but i do know that it has been hypothesized quite extensively that um this lab grown meat is worse for the environment than just your your average pig or cow or chicken um that we had this uh this prolonged uh heat wave across the southwest this uh this summer and it's still going on in different parts of uh of the southwest but you know phoenix was over 110 degrees for the high for a month straight 30 something days in a row 
And, you know, that's, that's a lot of days in a row for sure. Um, no, no doubt about that. But if you look closer at some of the, what they were reporting and meteorologists and not, not just like hack journalists or, you know, fake, fake news people, but these were actual meteorologists and they were talking about the heat domes that were created over Phoenix and Vegas in particular, which let's talk about Phoenix and Vegas. They're both legit in the desert. Like it's known that those two cities, it gets really hot. And there's a lot of water in said areas because it's a, uh, it's a desert. And uh, all you folks uh, east of the Mississippi River, you probably don't know a whole lot about what we're talking about because um, water's not really an issue. Like quality of water's an issue east of the Mississippi because that's where a lot of the, the major polluters and, and industrial waste and runoff that goes into the water systems. Not that it doesn't happen out west either, but on a lesser scale because it's a, it's a scarcer scarcer resource out here. But anyway, if you ever been to Vegas in the middle of July, and I have, and it kind of ruined me on Vegas forever, because my entire thought the whole time was, why would anyone live here? It, it's just too damn hot. So I had uh, my transmission went out on me in, in Vegas uh, here when I first moved out to Nevada. And... So we had to to limp limp it into a casino parking lot, drop a trailer, and when I was climbing up on the uh, black flatbed, you know, typical cowboy rig, and I was climbing up on the on the flatbed to unhook the trailer, and uh, the jeans I was wearing they're really comfortable because I was going to be driving uh, about fifteen hundred miles. That was the plan. Didn't work out that way. Um, instead, spent a week in Vegas waiting on my my pickup to get fixed. But there was, uh, yeah, when I went to go unhook that trailer, the jeans I was wearing had a hole in the knee. I knelt down to, to lift the pin, you know, and you could hear the skin sizzle. Like, it was that hot. And I think the air temperature, like, the real temperature was about 100 and, 108, 110, somewhere in there, hot. But on that concrete, it had to have been closer to like 140 150 i mean it was it was hot and and i and i had some some pretty good experience with, with this uh you know differences in temperatures and uh as you know compared to different surfaces so i spent uh a significant amount of time i forget exactly when we started that cow calf project and and when i guess it had been like 2012 to I moved out here in 2017, so 2012 to 2016, I spent doing a confined cow-calf uh, operation in in Kansas, and, you know, Syracuse, Kansas can get pretty hot in the summer, and, and it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty harsh place to live for the most part, you know, uh, the, the winters can get real cold uh, and windy, and the summers can get real hot and windy, um, and the when you when you get into the feedlot, those those bare bare pen floors, 
gets significantly hotter than than it does when when you have uh, the ground covered with grass or uh, some some sort of vegetation. It it really makes a difference to to cool things down. So uh, we were trying to calve in uh, you know starting calving late late May through the early part of July. Which probably would have been okay out on grass, but in the feedlot, it's just too damn hot, and we we were constantly having overheated cattle, uh, calves in particular. Um, the the mama cows they weathered it just fine, but those those baby calves, boy, they suffered. So we we made a bunch of shades, and they looked like giant trampolines, <coughs> and it it made a big difference. Um, the it it cooled the the floor or the the ground temperature by about 20 25 degrees uh just by having having that little bit of shade and they they looked like big trampoline covers essentially is what they were they were a little little more heavy duty than that but it really it really made a big difference and then so when they talk about these heat domes you get all this urban activity so concrete steel glass and that's the thing about cities is you are literally living on top of each other. And so it's, I can, I can relate to it because it's kind of like the feedlot feedlots, like the urban version of the cowboy world where the cattle all come in, congregate, uh, in a, in a close, close space, just like people living in, in a, in an urban center in a city. Well, when you got these two pretty big cities, like Phoenix, I believe is like the fifth largest city in the U S right now. And, um, and Las Vegas, Clark County in particular, but La- La- Clark County is, is, uh, you know, the area, but like Las Vegas and North Las Vegas in, in particular, that's like two thirds, I think maybe might even be more, it might be closer to three quarters of the, the population of the state of Nevada lives right there. And <clears throat> when you get these heat waves over these, these major metropolitan areas, uh, it causes like a greater heat intensity and it and it makes it harder for that heat to dissipate as as the heat wave moves through so instead as as the heat wave moves through the it just kind of lingers over particularly phoenix and vegas cuz cuz it just there's so much urban activity there's so much you know more attracts the the heat way more in these urban areas and so they're blaming it on climate change for all these extreme temperatures in in Vegas and Phoenix, and I, and I won't even dispute that necessarily. There 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 has been, definitely been the climate has changed uh, throughout the years, and and I do believe we we play some sort of effect on it, and uh, and people might call me naive about that, but I would just point you to the Dust Bowl. I mean, we didn't change the weather pattern necessarily, but we changed the conditions on the ground by plowing up 30 million acres of, of, uh, grassland. <laughs> and, and it's not like it wasn't, uh, a problem that people didn't see coming. At least some people did. There was uh, Joseph Hutton. I was reading up on him, uh, last night and he was warning about this, the, the soil condition as, as far back as 1911. So, I mean, People saw it coming, um, but I, I guess people didn't want to listen. And so, yeah, the the heat wave was probably going to come regardless. But I doubt it would have been thirty one or so days in a row of one hundred and ten degree heat 
in the Phoenix area had there not been this giant city there. And so when you, they, they can point to, to cattle all they want, but the, the cattle didn't cause that heat dome over over phoenix and and las vegas and and all these these other metropolitan areas uh i mean that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't due to carbon emissions from from uh, methane emissions from cattle you know that 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 didn't cause it um you know like the these fires in maui it, it sounds like that was uh it was it's not an uncommon deal to have those wildfires like that in that area. Uh, I guess it's a pretty grassy area, and grass tends to to burn hot and fast. <coughs> spreads spreads like wildfire, you know. Um, but the the government agencies tasked with uh, dealing with it did a shitty job. It sounds like I don't know how it started. There's all sorts of conspiracy theories floating around, and I. I won't get into them because I don't know enough about them, but from what I understand, though, they, they waited like five hours to release extra water, which uh, could have been done immediately and would have like dramatically uh, helped quell the spread of that fire. But instead, it had like five hours to to just rage pretty much uncontested. You know, there were firemen out there, but they didn't have enough water to to spray it down and then by the time they they finally did allow for the release of uh of this other you know they were going to divert water from one from a bigger stream and, and <coughs> which is what eventually they did but by that point it was already too late and you're just like well that that seems like it had very little to do with change you know causing this this raging inferno it sounds like it was a kind of a natural deal that got out of hand because uh the response human response was too late and I, like i said i don't know what started it but it, it's kind of hard to to blame the climate when there's plenty of human uh human beings at fault right there and um i don't know they uh you I've also noticed um, over the past several years, uh, just like the different names they start coming up with these, with these, uh, with this for these um, weather phenomenons and phenomena. But you know, yeah, like you hear this this winter was the atmospheric river that caused uh, that caused all of the the flooding and and the the heavy snowfall. Which, by the way, we were. We were shut off from the other valley without having to drive way around um, for like six months, <laughs> you know. It and it was it was due to uh, a rock slide from from heavy snow and rainfall, and like it was a granted it was a pretty big chore. But if they would have called in equipments from the mines, which were right there close, and just like hey, get this get this moved out of the way. So, so people can can get back and forth like because there was in the grand scheme of things, it's not a not a whole lot of people that live here that were affected, but it was pretty much all the people that live here were affected. So, as a percentage, it was a much higher percentage than than say uh, 
you know, like one of one of the passes closing down, uh, you know, because there's there's several passes and 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 people people kind of know which way to go depending on what time of year. And where this one, this was a was a major thoroughfare, and it, it like I said, it affected pretty much everybody in the valley, and it still took them six months to to get it moved when it should have taken you know a couple of weeks at most to get it moved and then you know however long to to patch the road but they there was it was a whole bunch of environmental damage they were assessing when there was very few rocks that that, that went into the river and i don't know it just seemed seemed like um that was um that was made way way longer due to government response and uh I mean, the weather and the climate did what it was going to do, but it's it was the the government response and and delay that caused caused this this big fuck up in our lives. And ah, I don't know. It, it just uh, what was uh, they they had like the bomb cyclone, and uh, I forget what all they. And maybe it's just an updating of weather terms, but it used to be like a a blue norther. That, that was a that was a big cold front that that blew in hard and and usually came with a lot of bad weather. Um, El Nino, we're we're like just now going back and into back into an El Nino cycle, which used to be pretty decently understood, at least where agricultural kids were were concerned in school, because you know agriculture is almost uh, entirely dependent on the weather um and we knew that el nino meant uh a kind of a uh, a wetter period where la nina was was probably going to be uh pretty droughty and and sometimes those those periods last longer uh than than they did before they uh sometimes they're shorter like the i think the la nina cycle was was kind of extended here for a while and, it, and with la nina comes droughts and it it's something that you just gotta you you have to come to terms with as as uh as a farmer rancher whatever because you're you're dependent upon on on the rain the weather the weather is a that that's like your biggest that's your biggest unknown variable and uh <laughs> but you get to understand patterns and as uh, as we're going into the El Nino, like that's you can expect some more rain, and I I freaking love it. I I I feel sorry for anybody that's had you know had their homes damaged and whatnot, or or any any sort of trouble caused by these flooding by this flooding. But I mean, it, it's you don't break a drought without a significant amount of moisture, and uh, and that's kind of exactly what has been happening is. Uh, El Nino, El Nino just kind of threw his dick down on the table and and said, "I'm here now. Here's some rain and snow, and we, we've had a we've had a bunch of it in uh, you know in the past nine months, and it that's what it takes to break a drought. So I hope maybe it'll level off and we get we get continued rainfall, but maybe maybe not in big." big bunches that uh that, you know because that that does cause problems it's not really good for for anybody but it happens and it's happened since the beginning of of whenever all this started happening you know it's just uh it's just kind of a fact of life 
that, that the weather's gonna be weather. And so, like, whereas I'm concerned, we've since this uh, hurricane has hit, we've had like an inch and a half of rain, and it's been it's been really nice. We've uh, we've needed it for for several years, and now we're finally getting it. And uh, you kind of got to have to deal with uh, any of the issues that comes with it. It's just part of it. And <laughs> I, uh, I I would tend to to say like when you hear these stories about about Vegas and and uh, and Phoenix, like the heat dome stuff, or now with the flooding in, in L.A. I like read more into the numbers and see like how much rain actually fell. Like I said, they they were saying at one point forty one thousand of of the one point five million utility customers customers didn't have um <coughs> didn't have power. So <clears throat> forty one thousand is a lot until you compare it to the compare it to the overall number. And uh and so we're like ah they they did pretty good really. Like not bad, not bad. You know, they're not. You're not talking about extremely widespread power outages. It seems like it's a, a fairly small amount compared to the overall. And I mean, that's kind of what what you're hoping for when when severe weather hits is to just minimize the damage. And I, it seems like that that used to be a more like common common position to take. It's just like. It's like they'll embrace the suck uh, thing, you know, whether just whatever it is, like, you know, it's going to suck. Like, oh, shit, we got this. We got an actual hurricane coming our way. Oh, fuck. We might like we might experience what Florida experiences every year once. And uh, so you you prepare accordingly and you try to minimize the damage. And what they did, I don't know what they did, but. At the end of the day, it's just like doesn't seem like it was that bad, and it was like top of top of Drudge Report, top of uh, Apple News, top top of Google News, on all the all the news aggregators. The top headlines was about California and and flooding and hurricanes and earthquakes and earthquake was uh, is a five point one, which is moderate. And it seems like it didn't do much of anything. It was just it happened, and it's like it's like if a tornado touches down in the middle of a say like a CRP field where there's nothing around, and uh, so it, it chews up some grass that you can't use anyways. And so, like at the end of the day, it didn't do much damage. Kind of, kind of seems to be what that hurt or the earthquake was, which is it happened, but nothing really happened, and. <coughs> I don't know. I, I, I. It seems like these, these head. I mean, it's 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 been clickbait for quite a while on on the news, but they get more and more and like the more alarming the headlines is, it seems like that's that's where they're trying to drive the the narrative. So like after COVID, um kind of died down with with everybody um granted there's still a few people that are terrified of, of covid but um 
But like once once the overall the country kind of got over, like we're not we're we're going back to as normal as possible now. The the narrative started shifting to climate change, and so we got the electric electric vehicle push. We got solar and wind and and whatever, and it's all to to save the climate. But also at the same time, we uh, <laughs> we have like the the biggest release of methane into the atmosphere ever, uh, at least man-made one, when they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, which, uh, according to some sources, we had a major hand in, uh, as as a you know the as the U.S. foreign policy, uh, uh, the the administration seems to have had at least uh, at least knew it was going to happen, if not um, actually blew it up ourselves um but that was i don't know how much methane that that got released into the ocean and then later the atmosphere but that it was like a week a little over a week that it was just spewing methane <laughs> in the baltic sea and uh yeah but but in the meanwhile they're, they're they're trying to get rid of your your diesel pickup or uh or your gas stove or or just your cows and how you make a living because uh, the emissions. But don't don't worry about that. Russia probably did that to themselves. You know, um, it's funny. But um, I guess more than anything, I wanted. I just thought it was it was interesting how uh, how the this has been reported versus like what actually happened, and uh, and so. At the end of the day, I I bet they'll they'll find somebody that to attribute somebody that dies that gets attributed to this uh, this hurricane in California. But it seems like it was just a lot of rain and uh, and a lot of wind, but not a not a ton of damage. Dodger Stadium flooded apparently. Um, I bet you there's some conspiracies on there because I saw one one picture that that people were arguing about of Dodger Stadium and they're like this was this is an old picture of Dodger Stadium and maybe it was I don't know um but it seems to be like there there are some spots of pretty significant uh flash floods but I I don't know it's like I said it, it seems like kind of pales in comparison to uh to some of the like the Mississippi River flooding and uh I don't know like It'll be interesting to see if they if they have to repair a bunch of roads because I, I tell you around here, all those mountain roads are are beat to shit. And if you talk to the ranchers, um, they are still still <laughs> fixing fence as they go because it it just yeah all the all the fence is just shot to shit from from that amount of snow this this winter. And I don't know. It, it's kind of like when New York City had the the smoke from the Canadian wildfires for a little while, and boy, you heard you heard all about and how terrible it was. But I don't know, man. That's it's been like every summer since I've lived out here, except for this year. We've had a, a few hazy days from fires, but for the most part, we haven't. We've been pretty lucky this year. But normally, I mean, it's just like we had like six weeks solid of of really thick smoke. Uh, last last summer and or the summer before, I can't remember. They they kind of run together, but we've had a bunch, and 
uh, I don't know. It just, I guess when it affects a whole, you know, a big city like that, you know, they, they get a little, they get a little temperamental and, uh, but they'll like typical, they'll, they'll ignore us out here in, in the stick in the sticks, which is fine, but it's hard to feel bad for when it happens to them. Cause we've been ignored for, for so long. So anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll restate that. I feel, feel bad for everybody that's got, that's been affected by the flooding and whatnot and by the heat this summer. But I don't know. It's, uh, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see somebody point the finger in the right direction as opposed to, uh, people raising cattle or living so anyways hope you all have a good week uh we'll have uh i don't know what we got going on this week for for the show but it'll be something and uh to all the new listeners um that i've got i did the review on uh richmond north richmond and that episode blew the hell up um welcome i hope you all hope a, a number of you stayed around because there was a whole bunch of you that that listened and uh i could sure use your use you uh sticking around and listening to more so i uh, hope you enjoyed the the episode i don't do though that type of episode very often but um if you enjoyed it listen to a few more if you really enjoyed it and uh, you think i'm doing something cool here uh you can support me over at patreon.com slash burning daylight it starts at five bucks a month get uh different perks with it but you already heard the ad before um but that's the best way to do it so patreon.com slash burning daylight so y'all stay safe out there uh don't get flooded out and if you do feel bad for you and if uh it's still hot where you're at just remember it is still summer so it does get hot in the summer as much as they try to make it sound like it was weird for it to be 110 degrees in Phoenix, it's not pretty common, really. So, particularly in the summer, um, weather is still weather, folks. And uh, but what do I know? I'm just a dumb cowboy. So, uh, on that note, y'all take care and move your ass. We're burning daylight.